Starks. They are going to bring pressure again. Rogers is going to roll away. Throws it up in the air. Says a prayer. And Chance does it. He's out. Oh, the wings. What a catch. That's insane. Oh, my. That may be one of the great throws ever made. Moving to his left. Can the receivers get part of downfield? Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. A game ender for the Packers. Giants looking for a stop. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Come. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Man, who does that better than Aaron Rodgers? Welcome to the Rodgers Hail Mary podcast. I am your host, Nathan Spooner. And my mission statement is to bring you weekly bowl predictions, for the Packers, the NFL, and maybe even a little college football once in a while. Here's a thought to consider. Bowl predictions, kind of like Hail Marys. You just have to throw them out there and pray they come to completion. The only difference is my predictions are not quite as accurate as Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys, or anybody else's for that matter, probably. But regardless, welcome to the show today and this week, and I have a confession to make, first of all, a programming notice, if you will, and that is I will no longer uh, plan on being able to make a weekly episode. Life has come at me fast, and I have a lot of new responsibilities with my new job being a manager and everything in my department, and so I am no longer able to do that, but you don't care too much about my life. But if you did care about this show at all or followed it weekly, I do sincerely give my apologies that uh, that will no longer be the case, or at least I will try to get these out as often as I can. So enough of that. On to this week. And might I say it is great to be 4-1. Great to be 4-1. A great win against the Cowboys last week. Everything just looked great from the get-go. And while a lot of people might be down on the defense allowing what basically came out to be garbage time points, I'm okay with that. And if you really look at what our defense has done over the last, um, well, few weeks, the whole season really, uh, Every single game we have shut out, with the exception of one game, but in every single game with the exception of the Eagles game, we have shut out teams in a two total quarters. Okay? We shut out the Bears in a total of two quarters. I shouldn't say total of, for a full quarter, two full quarters. Either it was the first quarter, third quarter. I looked it up earlier. Now I didn't. I didn't put notes down for that, so I'm not sure which is which. Okay, but for the Bears, we shut them down for two full quarters. For the 
Vikings, we sh- for the Vikings, we shut them down for two full quarters. For the Broncos, we shut them down for two full quarters. And then for the Eagles, we didn't. Okay? But then for the Cowboys, we shut them down for the entire first half. Okay, so if our defense shuts down somebody for the entire first half, I'm going to be okay with them allowing 24 points in a quarter and a half, basically, or less. I'm okay with that because by that point, our def- our offense took care of their business, Our def- and the defense took care of their business, and it worked out great. So as long as our defense keeps shutting out teams for two full quarters at least every game, we have a great shot to win these games, okay? And that is a markedly improved defense in my mind. But enough about last week. Let's go ahead and just look at the Monday Nighter against the Detroit Lions. Here's a couple things I noticed about the Lions. The Lions have looked better this year. While they did kind of look like trash against the against the Cardinals, they did look really good in their last outing against the Kansas City Chiefs now two weeks ago since they are coming off their bye. That is one thing to consider is that they are coming off their bye. Packers are in deep trouble with a whole lot of injuries. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but here are some of the injuries. Devontae Adams, Montrevious Adams, Tony Brown, Brian Balaga, Oren Book, Burks, Kenny Clark, Kyler Fackrell, Jimmy Graham, Kevin King, Mercedes Lewis, Corey Lindsley, Will Redmond, Aaron Rodgers, Darnell Savage, Darius Shepard, Zadarius Smith, Robert Tanyan, Marquez Valdez-Gantling, Jamal Williams, Tramon Williams. Okay, so that was actually the full injury list for today. That's like half the team. Now, of those guys that they that were in full participation was Montrevious Adams, Oren Burks, Kyler Fackrell, uh, Darius Shepard, Zadarius Smith, Marquez Veltez-Gantling, and Jamal Williams. All were full participants. Those who did not practice at all were Devontae Adams, and we're not expecting him to play at all this week. Tony Brown did not practice. And Darnell Savage did not practice. We're not expecting him to play this week either. And Robert Tony did not practice. He did not participate, or is the exact wording used by the injury report. So most of those other guys probably will get into the game uh, that are limited participants and the full participants, obviously. Um, so guys like Jimmy Graham, Kevin King were limited, Mercedes Lewis. Those guys are limited participants. So, and Tremont Williams is another big one there for limited. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers was limited, but with a knee. Not sure what's going on there, uh, but I expect him to, we all expect him to be able to go and be at his best, hopefully. Right? All right, so back to the Detroit Lions, though. They're coming off a bye week, and so they've had time to heal up where the Packers haven't. But two weeks ago, here's some things that I noticed. I rewatched the first half of the Lions game, uh, ran out of time, and didn't get to watch the end of the game, uh, the second half. But in the first half, the Lions got out to a 10-point lead because the Chiefs couldn't get pressure on Stafford, and he was able to pick them apart, with pick apart their zone defense. And then... Kerryon Johnson also was able to run the ball very well against them. And so that's something to look out for 
against our defense where we are allowing backs to run against run run the ball on us. Then again, I'm not too worried about allowing tons of yards if we're getting stopped, if we're holding them to field goals or less by getting turnovers or forcing them out of field goal range with sacks or big losses or penalties. Okay? So penalty yardage doesn't take away from the previous yards, yards they've already gained on the ground or through the air. Uh, sacks don't take away from their previous yards. So those, the fact that they're allowing these big number of yardages as a defense doesn't worry me because our defense is making the turnovers or making the, the sacks or forcing penalties because we're getting such good pressure with holding calls or something like that or hands to the face or whatever it is then those things don't change the stats that they already gained on us. But our defense is still doing these other things. So if you're a person that's still worried in 2019 about yardage stats, yards allowed by a defense, anyways, then go back to 1982, okay? Because this is 2019 and... Almost every defense doesn't care how many yards they allow. Points allowed is all that matters as far as the grand scheme of things. They're also looking for turnover rates, and they're looking at sacking and getting pressure on the quarterback. But they definitely don't care about how many yards they allow as long as they get stops at the end of the day, whether it be a field goal or a missed field goal even, or a turnover, or just sacking the quarterback out of field goal range or getting a penalty, okay? So, Kerryon Johnson can run the ball all over us all day long as long as we force Stafford to make mistakes and we get them into a couple third and long situations once they get down to the uh, red zone, okay? Then then yeah, it's good to stop Carryon Johnson from running for 10 yards every every handoff or every five, yard, five yards every carry, every handoff in the red zone. We don't want that, okay? But it's easier for the defense to tighten up down there because the passing lanes are all condensed so you can be tougher on the run, right? So Carryon Johnson, but Carryon Johnson did run the ball well against the Saints, the, the, excuse me, the Chiefs in the first half there. Uh, but what did Kansas City do well against Detroit, offensively speaking, going against the Lions defense? They moved the ball well in Detroit when going to their tight ends, and not just Travis Kelsey, okay? Um, I can't remember the dude's name, number 82, I think it was. Uh, and uh, he had a couple nice catches in a row against the, the Lions defense, and then so did Travis Kelsey, of course. So I look for... Now that Robert Tanyan's still not playing, um, and Jimmy Graham is just, according to this, limited participation was just veteran rest. So um, maybe he just is getting the rest he needs, and he'll be good to go on Monday. And maybe, uh, maybe because it's a Monday game, maybe... Robert Tiny will be able to still go. Who knows? So, but look for LaFleur to try to go to the tight end position 
We have seen Lewis definitely catch more balls this year already, I think, than he did all of last year. If not, it's getting close. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. But as to what they did with him last year anyway, it's not ridiculous that they're including him this year, I don't think. So look for Lafleur to try to focus on the tight ends because Kansas City did that well going to their tight ends against the Lions defense. So what are some key, big? Those are some big keys. Um, big keys for a defense is getting pressure on Stafford. Don't letting don't let him sit in the pocket because that's when he was able to pick apart the Kansas City defense. And again, the Kansas City defense secondary is not going to be as good as the Packers secondary. It's just not. Even without Darnell Savage. We are still a better secondary, and we also have a better pass rush. So we, sh- so we should be able to uh, do a little better at making Stafford's life uncomfortable on Monday night, and then carry on Johnson can run all over us as much as he wants. And then offensively, look for the running backs and the tight ends to get heavily involved in the passing game in order to stifle the uh, Lions' defense. And keep them on their toes. And I heavily expect and highly expect then uh, Aaron Jones to be able to have a good day. And that's what happened two weeks ago for LaShawn McCoy and the Chiefs. Is once Kansas City was keeping the uh, Detroit offense, or def- excuse me, keeping the Detroit defense on their toes by going to the tight end, that made the linebackers be honest and the safeties be honest. And play honest, and it opened up running lanes for LaShawn, lanes for LaShawn McCoy. So if we can do the same thing by going to the fullback, Dick, wow, I almost call him Dick Vitale. I hope he doesn't hear that. Um, but Vitale and going to him, uh, then, which I expected to see more of, honestly than we have so far this year after what we saw in, in tr- camp and what we saw in preseason uh, a lot of Vitaly than Danny Vitaly thank you now it finally came to me it says I had dick stuck in my head oh that did not sound right forget that <laughs> okay anyways um, Danny Vitaly I expected to see more of him than we have so far this year. So hopefully we could see him get involved in the pass game, especially with some of the tight ends like Robert Tanyan having some injuries and Marcellus Lewis showing up uh, on the, in the limited participation list as well for injuries. So look for him to get more involved and look for the tight ends to get involved. Jamal Williams to get involved after he's been a full participant now. And that should open up running lengths for Aaron Jones in the run game as well. All right, I think I've babbled on long enough. Let's look at a few other games to pick before we pick the Packers game. Let's at least look at the NFC North first. And the Bears are on a bye, so we don't have to worry about them. So let's look at the Minnesota Vikings, who play the uh, Eagles. They're the only other NFC North. Not named Lions Packers in that matchup. And so... The Eagles and the Lions are at noon, so that'll be the game probably to watch for all Packer fans and all Bear fans and all Lions fans. It'll probably be the game to watch for just about anybody in the Midwest. I'm sure that game will be on for most everybody uh, for the Fox broadcast, unless you're near the Browns and the Seahawks. Then you might be stuck watching that game. Um, All right, so the Vikings are favored by three. 
And I'm going to go ahead and say, though, that the Eagles come out and win this game because Kirk Cousins, enough said, right? Eagles take that one. I'm going to give that to them. They're both three and two. And so let's give that to the Eagles. And then let's look at the 49ers and Rams. This is an interesting game. Rams are favored by three. Now I'm going to go ahead and say the Rams win this game. As good as the 49ers have looked, I'm going to give this one to the Rams. Then the Texans and Chiefs is the other interesting game. Let's go ahead and Kansas City's favored by four points. It's a noon game. That's a CBS game, so I'm sure most of us will be watching that one if you're watching the CBS broadcast. And I'm going to go ahead and let's just for fun, let's... I think the Texans can beat the Chiefs. I'm going to call this... That's my Bill Bowl prediction of the week. Texans beat the Chiefs. And then... Let's just go ahead and do Lions Packers. I'm going to take the Packers. They are favored by four points at home. Packers four and one, Lions two, one and one. And I'm going to say that the Packers win this game. The over-under is at 46. So I'm going to go ahead and take the over on this. And I'm going to say the Packers win 31-27. That's what I like. 31-27, Packers win by four. Um you know what? Let's just let's just screw everything up. Let's uh, 31-26 is what I'm gonna go with. Packers win. And so uh those were our predictions, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh go ahead and follow me on Twitter at 12 Hail Marys where you'll find the podcast, and at God Sports USA is where you'll find my personal account. Lately I've been doing more posting on my the 12 Hail Mary account just because uh trying to get a little more followership there and trying to be more engaged with the Packers side of things during this time of year. But also on the other side, if you're a Spartan fan or a Braves fan, if you're a Braves fan like me, I'm so sorry, by the way, for even bringing that up. Um, or a Spurs fan, that's where I tend to comment on those things is over on my other personal account. Please follow us on and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And until next time, go pack, go. Ball deflected loose. It's up for grabs. It's a fumble. It is recovered by Tremont Williams. And this-